Clancy Pasta presents, Do You Come Here Often? Written by author Jojo. I found myself sitting there again. I had been drifting there more and more often, trying to drown my sorrows and escape my life at home. I knew it wasn't right that I should just stand up and walk myself home. I'm never in any condition to drive when I leave, so I stopped bringing the car. It wasn't a long walk, and the fresh air felt nice. Sometimes my legs would go numb sitting there peering ahead, listening to the occasional conversations, all the other people coming and going trying to diminish their pain like I. Sometimes I would listen in, see if their woes were like mine, if they struggled to deal with someone close to their heart like I did. Listening to those voices is when I first heard her speak to me. Hey, handsome. Come here often? Her voice first appeared over my shoulder. I could paint a picture in my head of her with just those words. Each word was a gentle velvet that dripped into my ears like wax, cooling into my brain and sticking between the grooves. I knew I shouldn't engage in conversation with her. It wasn't right. I should have ignored her and got up. Deciding to walk back to the home where I lived with my wife should have been the easiest thing I had ever done, but amidst the silence, when her voice appeared from behind me, it was hard to think of anything else. It felt like my wife had been leaving me for a while, so her voice became flat and exhausted over time. I couldn't go back home with that maple syrup vocal performance lingering over my shoulder. My mouth opened. Far too often, I replied. Then we talked. I never bothered to turn around, and she never stepped forward to sit next to me. As long as I didn't see her, I didn't have to face what I was doing. If she just remained this smooth voice and ethereal expression, I could convince myself that it was okay. At least for a while. But I would have to go home eventually. And as the sun plummeted past the horizon and the night sky took over, I began doing so. With a heavy heart and a guilty conscience, I walked to the front door and turned the key. I always had to jiggle the key in the lock to get the thing to actually unlock. I had promised my wife I would fix it a long time ago. I guess I just never got around to it. Walking into the house, the place felt so cold, like the air stopped moving whenever I left the place and grew lonely. Walking through the dark rooms, I looked at all the books scattered on the floor that my wife promised she would pick up. I looked over at the dishes, slowly piling up. We were supposed to maintain stuff like that together. But when things started to decay, it was like we were both a ghost to each other, just lumbering through the halls without so much as a whisper. There wasn't much to say. With the thought of that woman's words in my head, I made my way to the bedroom and threw myself under the blankets. Pulling them close, I clenched my eyes. Small drops of dew pressed out from tightly closed eyelids and dripped down into the pillow where I felt the bed sink beside me. She always climbed into bed so slowly, careful not to wake me up. She would gently rest her arm around me. I hated looking at that arm. It was thin and losing the bright plush my wife once had. Her breath was hot on the back of my neck, and all I could think about was wishing it was the same woman from earlier. That my wife could be that woman. That life would be so much sweeter. 
By the morning, I felt her get out of bed and heard her small footsteps walking out of the room before disappearing around the corner. That is all I would hear of my wife until it was time to come back home. But for the day, I would return there, walking once again until I found my usual spot. With my hands in my lap, I would sit and wait, hoping to hear her voice again. Come here often? There she was, a voice that could buckle me to the floor, one that made my heart drop when I heard it. I'd sit there again, talking to her as the hours passed, as the air in my house grew stagnant in my absence. God, I wanted so badly to stand up and turn around, grab her by the hand and tell her I love her. But would it all fall apart then? Would the hope I had been holding on to ever since I heard her voice vanish when I saw her? when she became more than just a voice. I left earlier than usual, walked home a little faster. I found myself surprised that I just wanted to get back to where we lived. Turning the key, I walked through the door and raided the fridge. Opening a bottle of beer, I sat on the couch and stared at the blank TV. I hadn't drunk beer in so long, the fizz of it surprised me, and it spilled onto my shirt. She used to be in charge of the laundry, and I started to wonder if I expected too much of her, if I should have eased up on my wife just a little bit. I thought of the doorknob and how easy it is for something to fall through the cracks, but I never wanted our words to be one of those things. I miss her voice around the house. I would seem to warm up a room when she was excited. I even miss how intimidating she could be when she was angry but passionate. Now... The house is just quiet. I can feel her presence, but it isn't her. Not the her that I remember knowing. In the end, though, the way she had been recently was my fault. Finishing the beer, I stood and decided it was time for bed. Once again nestled into the covers, I felt my wife's arm slide over my waist and rest its hand on my stomach. Her fingers started to curl, and her sick and chipped nails started digging into my skin. I didn't want to make a big deal of it. I wondered if she knew where I was going every day. Of course she knew. How would I think that she wouldn't? Her fingers dragged harder and harder, and all I could do was wince against the pain and hope she'd get it all out. It's my fault she was there. It was my fault that she had become the way she is, no matter how hard I try to fight it. Knew tomorrow had to be the last time I went there to talk with her. What I was doing just wasn't right. So, the morning came, and I showered. Cut my hair and trimmed my beard, I made sure to put on the nicest suit I had. Tears stung my eyes when I realized the nicest suit I had was the one I wore when I got married. It seemed fitting, though, so I pulled the sleeves over my hands and made sure everything looked as best as it could. Standing in the hall, I could feel my wife's gaze. I stood there, soaking in the ire and loss that washed over us. I should have said I was sorry for everything that we went through, that I wasn't the man I wanted to be, and I couldn't, no matter how hard I tried, take the pain away. Both of us standing with one foot in the grave, I made my way out of the house. The walk was slow. I didn't know if I was doing that intentionally or if time itself was just caving in around me. Given my life as of late, I wouldn't be surprised with either. 
I looked at my usual spot, a tint of pain curing in my stomach. Reaching my usual seat, I crossed my legs and sat down. It took a while before she showed up. Staring forward, I had plenty of time to reflect on my actions lately and how much I was risking. If you leave a door open long enough, anything can step through. Hey there, handsome. You come here often? Her words filled my heart. So welcoming, they were. They felt more like home than stepping through my front door ever did. With a heavy heart and a deep sigh, I began rising to my feet and, stealing myself for the harsh reality, I turned around to face her. She was just how I pictured her. She was exactly how I remembered her. Before she fell ill. Rosy red lips, thick and full auburn hair hanging neatly around powerfully aqua eyes that never failed to captivate me. Just as I expected, it was hard seeing her like that. She was smiling, but I could see my pain reflected in her eyes. Are you ready now? She spoke again, reaching out her hand waiting for mine. I thought back to the silence we shared in the doctor's office after her diagnosis was handed to us. Even with the doctors sugarcoating each word, we had no idea how to process. I watched the woman I loved falling apart more and more each day. Her skin loses its color, her words becoming fewer and fewer. The energy she once could power a house with became so weak she wasn't even able to clean up the books she had knocked over when she passed out in the living room. Reaching out, I took her hand. I was happy, and I could feel it, actually feel the warmth behind the words she spoke. God, it hurt. So much it hurt to watch the image of her dissipating like a memory that I could no longer picture, but could never forget. Before too long, I was standing there alone. No other families were visiting that day, and I was thankful. I didn't want anyone else seeing me sobbing on the ground like that, clutching at the grass. Eyes so focused on my wife's gravestone, you'd think I was trying to will her back to life. I'd do anything to have that sort of power. Once I just couldn't anymore, once all the pain I had been clutching onto left me, I found the strength I needed to stand again, walk home again, go through the front door again, and face the truth of an empty house. I knew the ghost of her would be gone before I got home. I wish I could have kept those parts of her around. The warm voice at the cemetery and the cold body at home. Something, anything to hold on to her, but it wasn't fair. The version of her I remembered when she was healthy would visit me at the cemetery, but the version of her that was sick, that I left at home every day, was still in pain. And as hard as letting go is, if holding on to something hurts what you're holding on to, it isn't worth it. I stood in the living room so long, expecting a floorboard to creak, or a whisper to come around the corner. But I was alone, only the memories in my head serving as company with nothing else to do. No way to deny it anymore. I reached over and grabbed the books laying on the floor and put them back on the shelf. Past the shelf, I could see the hallway mirror. I could see me standing there in my now ruffled wedding suit, 
but beside me in the reflection, I saw her, the best she'd ever looked, standing with me in her wedding dress. And if I had to pick a version I want to stick in my mind, I'd pick that one every time. I love you. I miss you. I hope somewhere, somehow, I can see you again. And when I do, I can ask you. Hey, beautiful. You come here often? Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>